Hello and welcome to Life Beyond the Numbers, the podcast for people who are curious about how to have a more fulfilling work life. We live in a world largely driven by numbers, logic and reason. But how we feel at work and about our work impacts us, our organisations and society. There is a relationship between the numbers of our organisations and the life beyond the numbers. I'm Susan Michrielon, your host. I've lived and worked in many countries. I've met people who love what they do and people who don't. People who bring their full selves to work and people who won't. But one thing that I've learned that is common to us all is that we are all unique and have unique experiences. And it's helpful to know that there are others who think like we do, or have had struggles too, or have gone where we want to go, or can show us things we didn't know. So join me and my guests as we place a lens on the human side of work life by sharing insights, stories and strategies to inspire you to let your uniqueness shine. Hello and welcome to episode 151 of Life Beyond the Numbers. This episode is going out on Saturday, November 25th, 2023. And I'm just back from a fantastic two-week trip to South Africa. Really, really had an incredible time in the Western Cape of South Africa and would highly recommend it to anyone as a holiday destination at some point in your life. Absolutely amazing. The flight's pretty long, from Europe at least. It was over 11 hours direct from London to Cape Town. But what was fascinating was when I got on the plane, I was in the middle between himself and there was this other passenger beside me who I didn't know, but we we started chatting. She was an elderly lady and American, and she had flown from Los Angeles. She had basically arrived in London at 11 o'clock in the morning and spent the day in the lounge. And now we were flying out at six-ish in the evening. It was her first ever trip to Africa and we were chatting about it and she said, you know, the worst thing about getting old is I'm not as sure footed as I used to be. But I've got a friend traveling with me and we're doing a tour and also I've got a walker and wheelchair on and off to the plane and everything. And she just had this fantastic attitude. And I just said to her, do you mind me asking you how old you are? And she told me she was 86. And I was like. Wow, I was blown away. 86 years of age, heading to Africa for the first time, doing two 11-hour flights, basically in a row. Incredible, absolutely incredible. So it's amazing what we can do when we put our minds to it, when we set an intention and follow through. And that's what I wanted to talk about a little bit today, because I remembered that 
this time last year, I put out an episode called Four Week Streaks, episode 110. So I went back to look at that episode to give an update on how I had gotten on with my four week streaks. And it was really interesting, actually, to go back to the episode because I'd totally forgotten that I had done this whole review of being 49 with a review of seven sevens. So seven, 14, 21, etc., all the way up to 49. But the thing that I was really talking about was setting an intention for the year ahead. And this is what I said. I wanted to set an intention for this year ahead. And I've been reading a lot about goals and systems and plans, mainly because my plan is to write a book that has massive intention for next year. I'd like to have it written or at least more or less done by the time I turn 50. And considering I haven't actually started it yet, that is quite the ambition. But I do believe, and this is a conversation I had with Alison, who's the publisher, is that it is about setting up systems. And she's given me some really good pointers on how to go and do that, which is something I'm going to explore. Now, for those of you who listen regularly, you'll know that I I wrote that book. I actually wrote the book. I am blown away in one way. I mean, I know I wrote the book, but I did it and I got it to the publisher before my two weeks of holidays. Now, of course, there's still work to do on it and I'm going through a few different phases of copy editing and there'll be proofreading and all of that kind of stuff. But the book, the bulk of the work on writing the book is complete. And that is just amazing. And that made me think about the power of setting intentions. I mean, the power of setting intentions, it's, it's, it's incredible. That when we put our minds to something, we really can do it. We just have to want to do it. Anyway, I'll come back to that a little bit later on. But what I explored this time last year was setting these four week streaks. And I was going to divide the year 52 weeks into 13 by four. And every four weeks take on a new habit. And I started the first one. And I maintained that for quite some time. After four weeks, I began the second one and I only managed one day and I was away at the time. So I restarted it a week later and kept that up for quite some time. And I started the third one and that was all going great. So we're into January now of 2023 and I've got these three streaks going and I was really proud of myself. And then this happened. There I was sitting at the table. I'd enjoyed our spontaneous trip to town on a Thursday evening and a bite to eat. Himself went to pay the bill. And when he got back to the table, a moment later, life was different. I often say that life changes in an instant. And it does. We live moment by moment by moment never really knowing what the next moment might bring. We think we can plan things out 
and that they will just unfold the way we thought that they might. I think this is often especially evident in a workplace. We sit down, we go, right, this is what we need to do. This is how we're going to do it. But there's rarely an allowance for a deviation or a mistake or an accident. Some of us will throw our toys out of the pram if people want to deviate or change those plans. We need to stick to the plan. We need to get this done. We've agreed this is the way we're going to do it. Have you ever noticed at work that when you're really busy and there's just so much going on and then you get sick and you miss a couple of days, maybe a week, and when you get back, everything is as it was. Yeah, sure, people have gotten on with things, but the world went on without you. It isn't personal, is it? The world keeps spinning round, moment by moment by moment. And yet, one moment can have a profound impact on what the next moments might bring. That Thursday evening I mentioned was Thursday, January 19th, 2023. And when himself was paying the bill, I checked my phone. And there was a message from my sister saying, can you ring home? Dad's trying to reach you. Mom and Margaret, our aunt, have been in a car accident. She said they were okay, but I don't know, everything changed in that moment. That was from episode 122, What Matters Most. So, yeah, what is the line that, that Mike Tyson said? Everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face, something like that. And obviously I didn't get punched in the face, but you just don't ever know what's around the corner. And while I didn't necessarily let go of those four week streaks because they've become fairly habitual, I wasn't tracking them and I wasn't actively doing them every single day. So they were no longer a streak. And it was probably April before I started to pick them up again. So it was back and forth to Ireland and the habits, the streaks, I wasn't monitoring them, I was tracking them. I started to do it again and I started to introduce new ones. And all of this was to build up the system for writing, right? That's what I was getting to. But actually what I found out and what I learned was it was less about the streaks when it came to writing and more about figuring out how I was going to write each day or work on the book and what I was going to do because there was research and reading, whatever, and writing. So, yeah, I had to find the best way of working to be the most productive. And... I was so lucky because I was involved in this group with the wonderful Clay Moffat and I learned about circadian rhythms. And in 138, I talk about time and 
basically how we manage time. And this is what I said. Time is sometimes a difficult concept to get our heads around because it can speed up or slow down all of its own accord. And the English language is full of time-related sayings. We're running out of time. There's never enough time. This will save me time. If I could turn back time, I had the time of my life. You're wasting my time. I need more time. They say, and I believe them actually, that we overestimate how much we can get done in one day and underestimate how much we can get done in a year, and possibly even a shorter time period, like a month. And often it is those cumulative effects of showing up time after time and doing the work that does get the results for us. And my struggle in previous weeks wasn't so much showing up to do the work, but more about knowing what work to do and how to optimise the day. So I had been blocking out time, but I wasn't necessarily using my time as effectively as I could have been. But as they say, not much point dwelling on the past. And luckily, I got introduced recently to something called ultradian rhythms. You've probably heard about circadian rhythms or their 24-hour cycle of sleep and waking. And an ultradian rhythm is a bit like a mini version of this. And there are several of them in our 24-hour day. The concept is pretty simple. Working with your ultradian rhythm is about following your body's natural work-rest cycles. And by doing that, you're likely to reduce fatigue, the effects of fatigue, and increase your own productivity. And the work part of the rhythm is the first 90 to 110 minutes. And then the rest part is the next 20 minutes and so on it goes. So you work for 90 to 110 minutes, roughly speaking, and then you rest for 20 minutes and then you can go back to being productive again. Now, of course, you could push through and you can work for four hours if that suits you. But actually, the body needs this break to replenish some of the energy that you've been expending and also to do some housekeeping like sorting through some of the stuff you've been mulling over or working through and organize it and create connections so that you can continue to be creative and possibly have some insights that maybe you wouldn't have had if you pushed through. This reminds me about episode 127 with Kerry Cullen and the performance paradox. It might be worth listening or re-listening to. Now, the key part of this is the recovery and the recovery needs to be active recovery as opposed to passive recovery. Active doesn't mean doing more work. (laughs) It means 
doing something that is different from what you're doing, like going outside in nature, doing some meditation, some exercise. So it's absorbing your attention in a relaxing, rejuvenating and refreshing way. If you spend the 20 minutes scrolling on your phone, looking at whatever or watching TV, that's quite passive. It might not capture your attention in a way and let the mind wander because that's what you want to happen here. You want to let the mind wander and give it time to create those connections. And then back you go to your desk, ready to go again, ready to perform. And I set my days up this week to work in this way. And there was another technique that really helped me to do this even more thoughtfully. And that was designing a startup system for my day and a closed down system. Basically a way of lowering my cognitive load. I have this startup routine for my day. It's written down, it's like a checklist or a to-do list. As long as I follow that, then my mind is clear to go and focus on the work. And the same at the end of the day, as long as I follow that, my mind is clear that I've done my day and everything can be left behind. And part of the end of my day is to reflect on how the writing, if I did any that day, went. And also to focus what the next writing session will be focused on. So I'm setting myself up as well for when the next time I sit down, I'm ready to get going. Now, this might all sound kind of straightforward and maybe you all do this already, but it has been overwhelmingly helpful for me this week. And interestingly enough, those systems saw me through. They were the systems that worked for me. Knowing my circadian rhythms, doing that consistently day in, day out. I let them drop twice. And both of those times were the last week, like just before I submitted the first draft and just before I submitted the final draft. And in both of those weeks, I think the stress just took over and I didn't manage my stress as well as I could have. I didn't sleep properly. My exercise routine went out the window. Everything just didn't work properly. And I had to push myself work-wise. It wasn't as enjoyable. I didn't feel refreshed or rejuvenated. I really just got the work done and I needed proper recovery time, which I had, luckily enough, after both of those. And maybe the thing that stands out the most in the whole process was sleep. Sleep was, is so critical to everything. Sleep is the foundation, effectively, to build anything else off of. If you're not sleeping properly and getting the required amount of sleep, then it doesn't really matter what systems you have because you just can't get through them. Now, I know I said I managed to get everything done on those two crucial weeks. Yeah, I did. But... How much better would I have been had I had better sleep? 
I can't answer that because I don't know. And also the adrenaline kicked in. But you can't live off adrenaline like that. It's just not healthy in the long run. And I know this because I wrote about it in the book in great detail. But I think perhaps the biggest insight for me with the book research and with everything I've done about systems and performance and productivity and sleep, how important sleep is. And I think I will do an episode on sleep. If anyone knows any people who talk about sleep um, or write about sleep, let me know. I'd love to connect with them and perhaps have them on the podcast. But otherwise, I might just do a solo episode in 2024 about sleep because it is so interesting, the whole sleep thing. And that book, Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker, is fascinating and frightening and fascinating. I turned 50 while I was away. I am now in my 50s, (laughs) which there's a sentence I never thought I'd say. And it's not that I never thought I'd say it. It's that, whoa, (laughs) like, how did that happen? And It's also very exciting because it's the start of a new decade, a new chapter. And that's always, I don't know, I mean, every day is the first day of the rest of your life anyway. But there's something about marking these occasions and thinking about the next decade and what it will bring, which brings me back to setting intentions, because... I just thought about this today. What's my intention for my 50s? What's my intention for this next year? And I've let that go a little because I was so focused on writing the book and getting all of that done. So from here till the end of this year, probably maybe into January, I'm going to be thinking about my intention, my future self, my 60-year-old self and what can be achieved and what I'd like to do. I think that's the thing, what I'd like to do between now and then. And knowing that actually our plans can change in an instant, moment to moment, basically. But there is something about setting intentions and having that written down or or saying it out into the world that makes a difference, especially if it's something you want to do. And I also thought today about episode 87, which is about voice. And that was my first ever solo episode. And it took me 87 episodes to do a solo episode. And it was because I had set an intention to do one that I finally did it. I'm sure I've said other intentions. I'm sure you have too, but our systems and everything, it is all about consistency. It's about small steps. It's about consistency and it's about having that intention. And I think holding yourself accountable to yourself, you are your best accountability person. We can have other people hold us to account, but actually at the end of the day, it's it's really about you and what you want and how you are going to get there. So yeah, the power of setting intentions. I just think start close in, 
set an intention for something you'd like to do and start small and build on it, build on it. We do overestimate how much we can get done in a day or a week, but we really underestimate how much we can achieve in a year. I'm really looking forward to this time next year and and doing another review on what it was I did at 50. We're heading in to the last month of 2023 and I look forward to bringing you episodes every Saturday throughout the month of December. Have a fantastic day wherever you are and be well. Look after yourself. Ciao. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the paths we traversed on today's episode. If something rang through for you, be sure to let me know. Or maybe you can share this with someone in your life who would benefit from listening too. And if you enjoy helping others, I'd be so grateful if you would leave a review so that people who might also be curious about their own life beyond the numbers can discover this podcast too.